jasoncharles.net. Deep talk, deep sounds. This is the Carl Arrington Archive on jasoncharles.net. This is Carl Arrington. This is an excerpt of my interview with Olivia Newton-John. Of course, we were all saddened by her recent death, August 8, 2022, after a long fight against breast cancer. She was very much beloved, and she had become a dame in the English Empire. I talked to her in her home in Malibu. In May of 1983, on the occasion of her big album, Physical, which was her highest-selling album up until that point, and the interview shows what a delightful person she was. Enjoy. How did you decide to make an album like this? Um, it just kind of happened, really. Uh, it was time for an album, <laughs> and we started listening to material. And John had written me a few songs from Farah. He's my producer, who I think is brilliant. And the songs he'd written me were quite up-tempo and mm-hmm. rather different. I think Landside was one of the first things he wrote. Great song. Yeah, isn't that a great song? So he kind of, John's judgment, I really trust implicitly. And mm-hmm. that direction, we just, we talked about it and decided that the album should be very up. Because I was feeling very up. And so was he. And more kind of rocky than I've done before. So mm-hmm. it really just started. We did one or two tracks and looked for other material. I think we did like four tracks to start with and then we looked for the rest of the album. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just wasn't attracted to the same kind of songs this time as I was before. I didn't want to do lots of moody ballads and yeah. dramatic things. I wasn't in that mood. I wanted to do happy up stuff. You know? But I mean, even your voice sounds different. I mean, they're... Well, I've matured, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Does it? I mean, I was really, I was really knocked out. I think it's just... I mean, I just heard, uh, I, I mean, I heard you say, singing things that I had never heard before, really. So, I guess I was I, a bit gamer to try new stuff, and I'm singing out more mm-hmm. than I did. But I guess your voice changes anyway. I mean, if I listen to records that I did ten years ago, my voice sounds completely different. It's really amazing to me. I can't believe it's the same voice. But I think I guess that happens yeah. as you get older and as you're influenced by things and stuff like that. How old are you now? Thirty-three. That's old. Oh. <laughs> How old are you? Thirty. I'm. Not. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> in terms of themes, I mean, when you did the physical album, how how reflective is that theme of your life? Or does the substance of the songs reflect uh, some change in your life? I guess um, the choice of songs mm. reflects all kinds of changes. Because, um, but I mean, like you're not on a any kind of a a fitness kick. Oh well, yeah, you are. Matt is very um, outdoorsy. You know, he runs, he swims, he hikes, he camps, he does all those things. So mm-hmm. he's really made me more aware of those things, and of and keeping me active. I'm doing them with him. I have to keep fit, so I really enjoy all that. So the last couple of years, I've been pretty active, and I've always been pretty active in sport, but probably more so than ever. Where have you been camping in the last year? I mean, you go to the Venture yeah, Wilderness the, uh, Park. High Sierras. Mm-hmm. Backpacking? Yeah. Really? And we went to Oregon. What happens when people Oregon. when when people meet you just on the road? Well, they backpacking. Don't ex- they don't, would never think it was me. 
I mean, there's no way that. I mean, it's like they expect to see you in a ball gown and made up, or you know. At you least. mean you're not hiking that? I can't <laughs> believe it. So I think my whole think, image is shattered. <laughs> I think they've been shocked. I think it's actually they might look at you and go, "Boy, that face looks really familiar," but no. Nah. I mean, you can <laughs> yeah. always see it. You can always see it go across the face. Uh-huh. So that's what's great for me because I love to just get away and not be recognised and be able to have conversations with people and them not know who I am. Mm-hmm. That's terrific. So, you know, I enjoy people, but as soon as they know who you are, their attitude changes and they either get nervous or they feel they have to talk about you. And really, I'm what's more interested in hearing about what they have to say because I'm, I'm sick of talking about myself. You know, so. You haven't talked about yourself. So you know, when was the last time you really did a long, serious press interview? I mean, it doesn't seem like you've done a lot of press in the last couple of years. No, no, I haven't. Nothing to talk about, really. There's no point just doing interviews for the sake of doing interviews, is there? Well, some people... I didn't have any product. Some people do, but I'd rather not. It's not something I would choose to do. Yeah. And if I have something to talk about or, you know, an album or a special or whatever, then it makes sense, but just to, not just for the sake of talking. No, you always have things. I mean, your fans want to hear from you. Mm, I suppose. I wasn't really doing anything. I was just... Um, sure you weren't. You were going backpacking. Yeah. I don't want to tell them that. They'll start looking for me. <laughs> do you go in and spend a lot of time in the studio? You were there. I mean, do you go in for, you know, 12 hours a day mm-hmm. for two weeks yeah. or something? Or do you go in for a couple hours a day? And... What we usually did was one song at a time. And um, I would go in for, when John had the basic track down, we'd set the key and the tempo and the feel and everything. I'd go in and start working with the track, because it takes a while to get the feel or how you want to do it. I mean, sometimes, like Magic, for instance, I revoiced it four times. Physical, I did two or three times. I did it twice and went to do it again and couldn't improve on it. I felt that I couldn't get the right feel. It's a very fine line when you're picking a final vocal as to which, which is the right way to do it. You know? mm-hmm. It just has to feel right, there's no explanation. Do you rehearse before you go in? To the track I do. Because we do, um, John plays most of the instruments himself, so generally I'll get the basic track and work with that, and then go in and put a vocal down, and then he will finish it. He'll add instruments to go with what I've done. And very often I'll listen to that and go and revoice again. I'm not happy with it. It's a really nice working relationship. Are there any songs that you've that have become hits that you hate singing now? I haven't done any live stuff for so long. You have me to answer that because I haven't done a live concert in three and a half years or something. So anything now to me would be new again. Mm. But at the time when I was um, singing them. No, I think I was just pleased that they were hits on it. <laughs> I mean, if you're doing it for like 10 or 12 years, I guess you get really bored, but I wasn't at that stage. If not for you, when I recorded it, I didn't like it, and I didn't think it'd be a hit. But um, I was pleased to be proved wrong. That's the only one I can think of. But that was the only time I ever recorded anything I didn't really like anyway. Why did you just? Because um, John's insistent. I was in England then, and John produced it with Bruce Welsh, my manager. And they believed it was a hit song, so I did it. I mean, I quite liked the song. I just didn't think I did a great job on it. And uh, they were right and I was wrong, so. <laughs> With music, do you have a sense that you really know 
You say you, you've never, you've only done one song that you didn't like personally, but do you have a sense of what's going to be successful as well? A reasonable one, but boy, if we did, we'd know which songs to pick all the time. Sometimes you put something up that you think is instant. And... Like what? You would ask me that. Oh. Uh, well, the ones that haven't done so well are mine, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, I can't think of the well, there are some that you must choose, not because you think they're going to be hits, but because you like the song. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that There's a good I way out. out um, Argentina, which is probably one of the most favorite songs I've recorded. Yeah. And uh, we released it, not here because it had been already put out, but I released it in Australia because I loved the song. I knew it wouldn't be a huge hit because it's not the kind of song that appeals to the masses, but it did reasonably well. And mm. it was a kind of a nice artistic thing for me rather than a, just a commercial thing. Mm. Why haven't you toured in three and a half years? I haven't had the urge to, I said I wanted to. And luckily, I haven't had to. You liked when you were? Yeah, but I'd done a lot of it and I was bored of it. Really? Just because you don't you don't like life on the road or... I mean, there must be a, no. a buzz to getting up there and doing it. I mean, there has to be some appeal to it or so many people wouldn't do it. I quite like doing it, but... I'm not one of those people who craves it. You know, there are some artists who need that. Um, I don't have that same, what do you call it, reaffirmation or something? Hmm. The right word. I like it when I do it. But I don't need it. Mm. You like it when you, just, when, you mean when you finally get around to it? Also, I didn't really have anything. Well, Totally Hot was my last album before this one. I mean, apart from Sanity, that's a film. Right. really. Right. Um, I didn't have anything new to go out with. I say that I don't want to tour again, but it may happen, you know, I may suddenly get the urge, but not right now. Did you decide to live in California just because the business was here? Mm hmm How do you think you fit into the, into the Hollywood community, Los Angeles music community? Or? I don't think I fit in. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> I have my own, I'm, I mean, I have you, my own circle. I mean, I'm not, um... But everybody does, really. Mm-hmm. I think there's a great kind of illusion that everybody in, in music and everything is always together and One big happy fan. It's not really like that. Everyone has yeah. their own few friends that they see and lots of people I'd like to get to know, but you never seem to be at home at the same time. You know? mm-hmm. I really enjoy my life here. I have John and Pat, who are my closest friends, my producer and his wife. Um, who I've known for 18 years or something because we started off in Australia together. They live here. And Fleur Tamaya, who's my dress designer, she's a good friend. She's Australian too. And um, I really have a nice circle of friends that we spend time together. I don't know that many people in the business. I mean, I work with them, but I don't have terribly many friends, other artists, Why not? acquaintances. Because the schedules are always. Well, Karen Carpenter, I see a lot of. Um, and I know, I know a lot of people. And I see them when time permits, but it always seems that schedules always their way or I'm away or it's very hard to establish it. I mean, you can't have too many friends. You it's, tight, it's hard enough to keep close contact with the, the few that you have, you know. I think it's more important. You've been listening to an excerpt of my interview with Olivia Newton-John at her home in Malibu in May of 1983. This is Carl Arrington. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Carl Arrington Archive.
on jasoncharles.net. The Carl Arrington Archive is a collection of hundreds of hours of rare, in-depth interviews with the greatest musicians, performing artists, and writers, conducted over four decades by veteran journalist Carl Arrington. For more information about the series and upcoming episodes, go to the Carl Arrington Archive on the jasoncharles.net podcast network audio dramas channel. Follow us on Instagram at Carl Arrington Archive and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information regarding licensing and full extended interviews, contact Carl Arrington Archive at gmail.com. JasonCharles.net. Deep talk, deep sounds. That was so deep. Very, very deep.